Welcome to the One Stiletto in the Grave podcast with your hosts, Sonny Ormond and Jane Jane. Well, hello, everyone. Today we're chatting about Ambridge storyline surprises, drama school days, West End debuts, Mamma Mia! And can you think in two languages at the same time? Well, let's ask our gorgeous guest today, the actress who plays Chelsea Horobin, aka Madeline Leslie. Well, welcome, Maddie. It is brilliant to have you here today. Now, um, unfortunately, oh. it's, yeah, really lovely. Thank you so much for joining. I'm well, so excited to talk to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it, it, it's great. Um, but unfortunately, uh, lovely listeners, Janie isn't with us today because she's come down with a horrid lurgy and uh, therefore unable to join us. No. Uh, so it's just, I know, I know, I know. So it's just, it's just me and Maddie. But um, I have got a lot of questions for you from Jane. Maddie is so <laughs> bring you know, it I'm ready. bring it on bring it <laughs> she may not be here in person but she is certainly is in spirit so Aww. um get well soon dear Janie and I'm gonna try and do my best without you uh now Maddie uh I think it's Hello. fair to say I think it's fair to say that since your arrival in the Archers as 17 year old Chelsea Horobin in now, 2021 yes. <laughs> that you you take the program and the listeners by storm you really have and uh, you may know you have made a huge impact Um, and of course you've recently been involved in this very emotional uh, storyline the pregnancy storyline and 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 for anyone who isn't a regular Archer's listeners can you tell us a little bit about Chelsea as a character and and the recent storyline yeah so Chelsea is um, a sort of modern day teenager I'd say yeah, typical. She's now 18, actually. I think she had a birthday in September. She's at mm-hmm. college. She is incredibly passionate about hairdressing and beauty. That's her thing. I think that's what makes her tick. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, yeah, just sort of has bumbled about her life. Um, yeah, with her friends and, and her passions. And then suddenly this from a small event from from going to a rave that all the young people of Ambridge and the the local area probably went to um there happened there was this incident with Ben they mm-hmm. slept together and then mm-hmm. she found out that she was pregnant mm-hmm. um and it was a huge shock to her i think it really stopped her in her tracks and it was like yeah a huge juggernaut that just sort of mm-hmm. ran her over um, and it's about, yeah, a young woman having to make a very, very big decision for her and only mm. she could make it. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I think that's. Yeah, no, it is. And, it and, and, and also, as the storyline went, because she wasn't sure what she should be doing mm. or not doing, it was a late. Well, it was a termination in the end, but it was a late it termination, was, yes. wasn't it? Which added to, I would imagine, you know, the emotional. Oh. storm of it of 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 it all and and how yeah. much advance warning um maddie were you given about this storyline so i uh i didn't know how the storyline was going to end mm. um but i was told maybe a couple of months before that i got a phone call from jeremy basically saying chelsea you, you might notice that she's acting not herself 
you might think that she's acting a bit erratically, um, angry, uh, not her usual sort of bubbly self. Mm. Uh, and that is because she's pregnant. <laughs> and so I was told that because I think if I wasn't, I would have read the scripts and gone, oh, hang on a minute. This this doesn't sound like her usual mm. self. Mm. She's had a bit of a, a, something must have happened. So I'm really mm. glad that I was told that. But I remember going, oh, but Jeremy, who's the father? It was my first <laughs> question. And he was like, I'm not telling you. So I didn't actually know that for a while until right. until, yeah, it came to when we got the scripts for recording. Right, that's interesting. And Jeremy, yeah. by the way, is our editor, isn't he? For anyone yes, sorry, there, I should have said. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. <laughs> Jeremy is our editor. Um, he, he, is, he, he is the king of the programme in many ways, isn't he? he? Is so he's the king he's of the archers. <laughs> that's right. Um, so that, that is very interesting. Mm. I wonder why he didn't tell you who the father was. You know, because you weren't about to spill those beans to anybody, were you? I wonder no. why. It was quite interesting, actually. It, it was, yeah, it is interesting, but it certainly added to... I guess maybe at that point I didn't need to know mm. um, who it was necessarily because I think for me, the main thing for Chelsea was that she was just in complete denial through the whole thing. And I think that that really um, sort of made sense of why potentially it, it was a late termination and that she just kept running away. Mm. Um, but I mean, also there were many, there were other people that the father could have been. It was it was so cleverly written by the mm -hmm. writers and the team, mm -hmm. um, and so I'm quite glad I didn't know. But I have to say that when they did tell me, I was it was the last person mm -hmm. I expected it to be. I mean, I don't know what you thought. Yeah, about absolutely. Who I, it I might think be, but... I think you're right. I think us and the rest of the, the listeners. I think well, <laughs> Ben Archer. Oh, I know. Wow. Um, you know, and I, uh, and and of course there was. Um, uh, yes, yeah, you had a wonderful scene with Blake, didn't you? Blake suddenly, oh. and I thought, oh, is it? Could it be Blake reemerging? You know, that was a bit of a red herring that came up as well. It was. Yeah. Yes, I I love. Oh, I love recording with everybody, but I mm. I specifically love the relationship that Chelsea has with Blake mm. I think mm. I was so chuffed when I saw that he we, we had some more scenes together and they had kept their friendship mm. um I yeah. think that will be uh, let's I mean I, I I liked I thought he was excellent as well as Blake he's, he's, he's brilliant and and I like you um as a listener observe I think I would love that relationship to develop not necessarily into a sexual relationship or anything like that but it's a special yes. it's a very gentle friendship and and it's an aspect of Chelsea that we and also of Blake actually they bring mm. out in each other that we don't see in any other way it's rather yeah. rather touching so fingers crossed fingers crossed that if Jeremy's listening that he might <laughs> I don't know yes, but that, that would be nice but that was a red <laughs> herring wasn't it that was a red herring was, when, yeah. when, when Blake came out um, similar to with the whole situation with Russ because for a, for a yes. while we thought it was him yes uh that that could have been the father yeah. um but it's so fascinating because Jeremy uses this amazing analogy where it's like you throw a pebble in some water and then you watch the ripples go mm. out and this story was very much you know, Ben and Chelsea were the the kind of rock or the stone going into the the river or the brook, and then it's uh, the actual story 
is about all the ripples and how it affects everyone around them and the drama that ensues. Indeed, um, oh, you're so right. The shock. I was thinking about that um, uh, listening this this week. You know, the mm. shock waves, the repercussions. I mean, already we've got the issues with Ben and his grandma Jill. Huge, you know, yeah. and, and it, the shock waves. I think will go on for a very, very, very long time in in, in different ways. Um, and, and you know what what's happening. You, you know, certainly with with Ruth and with David as a result of all this. There's all sorts of lava that's coming up from the volcano, yes, isn't there? Because because of it all it's it's really fascinating actually and yeah. and but you say that at the time when you were told that this was happening a you didn't know who the father was but you didn't also know the outcome was that because do you think the production office was still thinking about what the outcome would be or maybe you don't know? perhaps I I mean mm. I would love to be a fly on the wall at, at when they uh mm. sort of work out the storylines but I know that they were sort of trying to think through every eventuality so what would it be mm. like if she had the baby what would it be like if she was a single parent should she get together with ben or would she have a termination mm. would tracy and jazza maybe take raise the baby i, I don't know there's so mm. many different scenarios and i know mm. that they really looked into what would happen with each one but i think also it happened at the same time as everything erupted in america mm. And I think that uh, that was probably taken into consideration. And also just Chelsea herself, like a, a young woman at her age, not, I mean, I, I she probably could have, but really was she ready to be a mother? Mm, mm, um, mm. What is the best thing to do? And we're lucky that we live somewhere where we have we have that we have a choice mm, and it's mm. not an uh, as we know it's it's not an easy one and and it's this mm. is some a, a, to a topic that touches a lot of our lives Absolutely. we either are that person the partner of that person or friends and family of that person mm. um mm. and it's yeah i know that that there must have been a lot of thought and mm. i know there was a lot of care that went into mm -hmm. And and I think it was explored it. really well in the Archers because you as a character, you know, you did investigate, didn't you? You spoke to professional mm. people, you spoke to uh, other friends, you, 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 you got information from all aspects. And I thought that was really good that the show did that. I mean, it, it wasn't a light decision. And we were informed as a listener in so many different ways. We got everybody's side of the story. And, and, and Ben, the repercussions now for Ben, I think. Exactly, as, yes. You know, we had an insight into his shattered world. Um, uh, it, yeah. I think it's been really, really well, well handled. But you, you both, you, um, you know, and Ben, who plays Ben, I, I thought you yeah. played it so beautifully. And, uh, you know, oh, great applause you so um, to you both. But as you say, the, the, the repercussions, you know, will be huge. How, how much yeah. research did you do uh, about all, all this mad? Or maybe you didn't particularly. Uh, I, don't know. I did. I did. And I didn't because I didn't want mm. to get too bogged down by the facts because Chelsea doesn't have all the facts. Um, it was more feelings for her. And I, I, I just sort of went back in time and imagined what it felt like. That, that was my main research. Obviously, I did some, like, what would happen at each point if she were to terminate sort of what that might be like and what that might feel like. Cause I imagine she was doing a lot of research on the internet. Um, mm. So I was sort of trying to see what, 
what does come up when you type it in. Because um, mm. I'll be honest, I didn't really know, you know, once you are pregnant, where'd you go? I, I don't, I didn't actually really know that. Um, mm. And I certainly didn't know, and I might be very silly for not knowing, but I did not know that the pregnancy was counted from your period rather than when you sleep with someone so mm. yes yeah mm. I it, remember I remember that piece of information and and I too and being 108 as I am I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that all. either no no, 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 no. <laughs> but you know but but yes I mean yeah. all that sort of thing is really um it's such useful information isn't it um and, really and shocking really because um uh do you think um Obviously, she's young, as you say. Now she's she's now eighteen. Yeah. Um. Suddenly, you have as a character because, in a way, you you joined the program in two thousand and twenty one. So you were still exploring who who Chelsea was. I mean, I've been playing my character for twenty two years, and I'm still exploring yes. who, who Lillian is really. But you know, you had little time mm. really to find out who she was, and suddenly you had this huge storyline, um, which was heaped on your shoulders. Do you think that mm. this will inform the way that you play Chelsea? going forward that is such a wonderful question and I've been thinking about this I definitely yeah because she I noticed this actually more in the in the writing of her because when I first Mm. started it was very obvious that she spoke very fast um (laughs) quite long speeches you know I'd be like oh god I've got to say all this um (laughs) and then since this storyline she uh, when the storyline kicked off, she she spoke basically one or two words, really short sentences, and as a consequence, I noticed that her breath was more like her speech was more breathy, more unsure, mm. kind of went up at the ends, and um, I, yeah, I've I've really noticed a, a, a change in her, and it's amazing mm. to get to know her uh, in this new way Mm. what she is like when she's unsure because before now she's been very sure very feisty very Mm. like you know you hear her wherever she goes (laughs) you know she's there even when she's not speaking but then you know there were times in this storyline when she'd be in the room and Tracy would turn the light on and had no idea she was there because she was so quiet Mm. um I mean I don't know how you've uh, Mm. your experience of this when you've had your Mm. storylines about how yeah, when yes, you get new nuggets about how how they behave and who they are. It it is interesting that. And because we are lucky, aren't we, to in something like a, a soap, whether it's radio or mm. whether it's television, you know, we are with our characters. Well, hopefully, unless we get the sack. Yes, but we are with our characters no. for a very <laughs> a very long time, aren't we? Yeah. And and we don't get that opportunity normally. Um so you can you really develop that character. You you re they 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 really eat into your soul, I think, in many ways, and they become very layered as, as, as a consequence. But yes, absolutely. You know, over the years, I've had all sorts of different uh, different emotional storylines and so on. And I do know mm. that each story that I've had is a bit like the layering of the onion. Um, you know, it adds another dimension to who to who I am. And even if when I'm playing Lillian, I'm not that conscious of it. I know it's part of my DNA. It's part of that character's DNA. Um, and I think mm. it's interesting. And I, and I think particularly with, with Chelsea, you know, she is so young, but in a way, this will have made her grow up in such a profound way, won't it? And that will be very interesting to see how it manifests in other situations that yeah, that, that, that so she finds herself in. Because I think as well, um, she's been 
Up until this point, some people might say that she has a tendency to be a little bit selfish at times. Um, And I think that something like this would probably mean that you kind of broaden your horizons of of the world, I guess. Mm. And and mm. I don't know, maybe tune out from just thinking about herself and her in, and, and her immediate, you know, core mm. people mm. to a I don't know, a, a broader understanding emotionally of other people. Mm. I think I, I mean I don't I don't know. I'm I'm so interested to see. Yes. It's so interesting because I mean, you know, let's face it, as teenagers, we are kind of selfish, aren't we? We we just think about ourselves and hopefully as time goes on, physiologically, we change and we come to be (laughs) more aware of others. But she has been yanked, screaming into this mature world of which, of course, she, you know, she wasn't probably ready for. And Mm. and so it'd be very interesting to see how she copes with it um, emotionally and, and, and psychologically. But I think one of the lovely things as well that I enjoyed so much about it listening was that the bond with the family you know with 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 Jazza who isn't her real father but you know you feel he really is giving her so much and also with 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 Tracy you know Susie who plays Tracy um I I just love those those scenes I thought you all played them beautifully and I I know as a listener you see now I think that's what's interesting about soaps that when I listen to you guys as a family now whatever you may be doing whether you're doing somebody's hair I know I've got the levels that you operate from. You know, I, I know there's a, a wounded side to her. I, I know there's a little girl to her, even when she's being difficult or whatever, like Aww. you do with, with with Tracy. You know there's a vulnerability there. And and that just helps so much, I think, as a listener, because you you you, you get a very three-dimensional character as opposed to a one-dimensional character. Well, I think um, yeah, that's it's, where... It, it's great. Oh, thank you. But that is where the writer... <laughs> that is where the writers are just and and the directors are just so mm. incredible because they you know guide mm. us through and i think mm. you know the audiences hear the end result they hear our voices and our performances but actually the guidance i certainly receive in in the studio uh to bring out these things to tease out these things it, yeah they're just yeah big up the directors yeah the no writers. absolutely the writers and the directors absolutely mm. uh it, you know now, now this is an interesting one for me anyway do you think do you think maddie mm-hmm. chelsea did the right thing oh yes <laughs> i i i, I it's, it's 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 a controversial question and automatically mm. i thought oh gosh how many people am i going to be upsetting if i say one or the other mm. But I think, yeah, I I, I think she for did. Her. For, for her. For her. And yeah. this is what's so important is that there is no one way. Mm. It's such a personal thing. And I think no one has the right to tell someone what they have to do. It is mm. such a personal thing. And I think in this scenario, for her, I believe it was the right thing. And that doesn't mm. mean that she might think about it in the future it might come Mm. back in some way or maybe it won't Mm. I don't know but I do yeah yeah no that's usually and I think that's the repercussions of all this of course now and people's or or, yeah people's choices in this is is really being is in evidence isn't it with the storyline that's playing out now between Ben and Jill you know that she has made a decision about but actually we are really having to focus on that well hang on a minute though whose decision is this 
who who should be making those decisions you know it, it's certainly not the grandmother you know she you know she's not see well, in my mind anyway you know she's not yeah. actually looking at the individuals and the ramifications for each of those individuals i think it's you know it's easy isn't it for people to say oh they shouldn't be doing this they shouldn't be. but actually you step inside the shoes of those people and i think that's the story that's one of the things I'm taking from this particular storyline. I don't know how mm. it's going to fudge out, you know, but I mean, I, I think it, all, all that is um, uh, really has been brought very much to the surface, I think, in the storyline. Where would you yeah. like to see Ch- Chelsea going as a character now, do you think? Ooh, what a juicy question. <laughs> I, do you know what? I would love to see her. First of all, I'd just love to see her have fun and be happy for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um mm. Obviously, I want her to thrive and a salon or two would be great. Um, I'm really interested to see how she uh, behaves when she's in love Mm. or, you know, romantically. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's not in her future. Mm. But I think it's Mm. because I'm a hopeless romantic. So I'm always (laughs) like, I want her to be in love. Um, But um, yeah, and... And just just carving out a life for herself. Because I know that mm. for her, her what's at the core of her, I think, is family and mm. her mother and her brother and now Jazza. Mm. And I think whatever happens, she wants to do right by them. Mm. I think mm. that's her drive. I might be wrong, but that's mm. what I feel is her drive. Mm. Um mm. And she so. it strikes me she's uh, well, again, me as a listener, but you know, she is so grateful I think isn't she from the support that she's actually had from her family yeah. would you say that that's how I would it comes say across so. to me yeah um so grateful. but she's she's she is such a great character um and 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 I think for <laughs> the reason that you know she was very kind of full-on oh she's out there <laughs> like that and that was why as a listener it was a really it stopped us in our tracks when we got this information about the pregnancy. It was great. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I'll never forget, we had a scene quite early on, you and I. Um, we did. Where I think you were doing my hair, do you remember? And you were the first and only character in 22 years that has ever called Lillian Lil. And I'll I never forget it. it when we did this scene. It was so funny because actually I as Lillian, is sort of going back, you know, to all the years I've been playing it. I remember thinking, how does Lillian react to this being called Lil? I, I know. I have to <laughs> it admit It was terribly that funny. It was when, funny. I, when I read it, <laughs> when we get the scripts through the door, when I read it, I just thought, no, no, she can't. But then inside but as well, see, I was like, yes. <laughs> But it's so absolutely it's so good. It was so funny, and, and you know, Lily was challenged, and I mean, she she I she secretly thinks that Chelsea's absolutely all right. She she's a girl after her, you know, because Lillian's very much you say it as you as you see it, and I, I think, think they're she very similar. Admires her, I think so. I think mm. so. And, and what I would love, you see, as a storyline is, you know, Lil with all her her money, you know, she set up Chelsea, couldn't she, in a little little. Um, <gasps> little salon or something that would be a hoot oh, that would be goodness. a hoot because they would be two interesting characters but yes, yes I hope that 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 Chelsea now she's a very good hairdresser that is very clear in the program she's very skilled at what she does she is so um let's let's hope that that's the future that's the future uh, I hope so can you tell us because this is this is Janie's question right she's not here oh, yes Janie, Janie she said how did you get the part of Chelsea in the first place that's what she wants to know how did I get the part um well so yes. I um it's actually through the most unexpected way basically so mm. I 
was doing a project in lockdown. I was recording some demos for a musical mm-hmm. uh, called Reality Bites, which is fab. And it's in talks to be put on somewhere. So that's very exciting. But that oh, the God. lyricist for this musical and part of the writing team was uh, a, a, a lovely gentleman called Dave Payne, who I think he's a... I don't know what his actual job is. Storyliner? He's a storyliner in the arches, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this at the time. And actually, mm-hmm. we never met whilst we were working on this project. It was just sort of a name that came at the end of emails. Um, and then I, he sent me an email basically being like, look, I'm writing in this character. I, I write for the arches and I'm, I'm writing in this character. Uh, would you like me to, to sort of give your name and CV to the team? That is... Mm-hmm all I could do (laughs) but would you be up for it and I was like yes because the arches has been something that I've wanted to do for so long and I just was like right well it's probably not in my future Mm -hmm. um so when this came up it was very unexpected um so he put my name forward I I was fully expecting not to hear anything Mm -hmm. um because he knew I'd done audio and that's why he kind of, I think he thought of me, but I'd never, I hadn't really done any radio radio since leaving drama school. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, lucky enough, they invited me in to audition. And yeah, I auditioned with Susie, the incredible Susie Riddell. Mm-hmm. I was very starstruck. Um, <laughs> we did a couple of scenes and actually I also read in for Beth. Casey yeah Mm -hmm. which was so funny because in the audition I'd sort of prepared it as Chelsea did that and then they were like right can you do it again but uh, with a Birmingham accent and it was so abominable it was so offensive to all those wonderful Birmingham people it was so bad and with no preparation either so just horrific so the parts definitely went you know Becca Fuller plays um the incredible Beth Casey and she's yeah, yeah it went to the right person <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know how interesting I've, I've done that occasionally you know they've you, you can go for an audition with something and you, you you you've planned one particular accent or something and then they throw a googly at they don't they you don't think oh could you do it Geordie oh not sure about oh, that <laughs> no well because you get it in Remotely. your head don't you and you, yeah, you get absolutely. the especially with an accent like Chelsea's it it's so I don't know I want to say pungent because it is just so strong uh, and it's a very specific kind of thing and then to suddenly change uh, I mean some people are incredible at that I know some people who would be like yep fine do it yes um and Susie did it in the room because she read in with me she just switched. She's just yeah, but she's a she's a brummy gal. She's allowed, oh, you know. You still see, though. so there, you know. I mean, you know, she had something on her side there. Well, um, I don't know, but she yeah. So that was a surprise, <laughs> but fun yes. and very yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that that's great. So uh, another question is: this was again from dear Janie. Um, oh, yes, yes, she, yes. She said, "Because you sound so magnificently like mother and daughter, uh, oh. which you do, uh, you and Susie." She she wants to know, you know, how much research you did on oh. all that. How do you how do you come to do that? She she'd like to know. Yes. Being a non actor, she'd like to know. She said, I, "I would love to answer that." <laughs> um, no, um, uh, yeah, a lot of hard work. I, I wish I could say it came naturally. Uh, it doesn't, uh, I had to, I just, I had Susie in my ear just mm. constantly uh, and just trying to just get as much of it as I could. I think now it's interesting because I think 
now, having Chelsea, having gone through what she's gone through, I can now hear more differences in them. Mm. Um, but mm. it's always, I always try and go back to and use it as a springboard when I feel like I'm mm. losing touch. Because I don't know how you feel, Sunny, but mm. obviously between recording, there's sometimes a bit of a gap. So mm. a couple of weeks or maybe mm. a bit longer. And mm. I, or every block, and this never changes, I go, oh, I've forgotten the voice. Mm. I've forgotten the voice. Mm. What does she sound like? And I have to go mm. back and listen and listen. and, and, and. Mm. But then it depends mm. on what emotion it is or what the vibe of the episodes are. I don't know how you feel about yes. that but. no I, th- I think you're, you're you're so right and I and I think um I mean I know with me because you know I, I was given the brief that you know she was a uh, gin swigging chain smoking yes. character when I first joined and and I'd done enough radio then to think well I've only got my voice how am I going to do this how can I show this and I remember trying to sort of mm. find this kind of slightly gravelly sort of thing so really Love it. like like what you're saying often with scripts when I'm actually preparing them, mm. I will use that as my sounding, but I will go back to that. And then I can go north, south, east or west vocally, but I actually have to just try and find that aspect of it. It's very <gasps> interesting, it. isn't it? I mean, we all find our different different cues for for the for for the characters and it will be interesting again won't it with Chelsea whether because what you've been so clever with with her is we found this useful quality that this is with all young people you know this kind of, I, I can't even do the way you do it because you do it so brilliantly but oh. that is she as she matures, particularly after this particular incident, whether whether some of that may just kind of drop and drop away, and you know you mm. find a different sort of. It's it's not to do with your accent; it's more to do with your attitude. That will be an interesting one, won't it? To see whether there's a maturation eventually as time goes on uh, with that, and that's the joy of it for us as, as actors, isn't it? Because you know we've got something to work at all 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 oh, the time. It's so, so great. When you did your audition, though. Did you listen a lot before you did your audition? Did you listen a lot to Susie, you know, yes. on the programme? So How much. much time did you have between knowing that you got the audition? Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, I I might be wrong, but I seem to remember it was a couple of weeks or maybe a week and a half, mm. a, a, a fair amount of time because we're so used to getting things and then you're in the next day. <gasps> but this was a lovely mm. chunk of time to really bed it in and... Mm. Um, do as much research as possible. I mean, they sent me a little extract, but I was like, well, I want to hear, and I've saved them on my phone, episodes mm. of all the different emotions. So I've got one where she's, I, th- I think I've saved on YouTube the um, episode where her and Jazza are shouting at each other in the cricket pavilion when they're just about to get together right. to get that side of her voice. And then there's one when she's with Oliver and she's a bit more upset uh, when she's just broken up with Roman. Um, so I've, I've kind of curated a collection of Mm. episodes of all the different emotions that I can bounce back from, but Mm. it's, as I said before, now there's been some time now she's been in it for a while and gone through Mm. some things. I'm finding that's increasingly, it's helpful at times, but she's now got her own clothes, I guess, Mm. which is slightly Mm. different. Mm. So I guess it's like. Listening to Tracy is like going back home, mm. but then mm. she like puts on a jacket and goes out for a while. Yes, <laughs> and that's absolutely. a bit different. Yeah, that was yeah, a no. really weird analogy, but uh... no, 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 it's right. <laughs> but I know exactly. I, I get exactly, you know, uh, what you mean. And I mean, I know when you first joined the program, people were saying to me. 
gosh, doesn't that actress who, who plays her, doesn't she sound like her mother? And I'd be going, yes, yes, well, that's because she's a good actress, darling. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, because we do only have, don't we, Maddie, as, as, as radio actors, all we have is our voice to create yeah. a three-dimensional character. So, you know, you have to really work quite hard about that. So you said you were thrilled to join the Archers. So have you always been a kind of Archers listener or a Radio 4 listener? Did you grow up with all that around you? Uh, I have dipped in and out, but it's always been the sort of underlying constant thing. I mean, my grandmother has been listening since it started. I don't think she's missed an episode. If she has, it's because she was on holiday and then probably caught up with it later. Um, it's her favourite thing. <laughs> uh, and my my parents always had it on in the car or, um, you know, kind of around and about. So it's always been there. I listen to it more when I went to drama school oh, and yes. you <laughs> were my teacher, you were, it inspired me so much with radio, but obviously you were in the show and as was mm. Kim Durham, who yes. played, t- yes. t- played Matt, he played Matt. Tiger. I yes. Like Tiger. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I was surrounded by people who worked in the arches and so I got back into it then because that's when I really fell in love with radio and I was like, that's what I want to do, or voice work. Mm. That's mm. what I want to do. And so I listened to it a fair amount then so I could hear you. Today's podcast is sponsored by Turtle Doves. Turtle Doves recycle pre-loved cashmere jumpers to make beautiful accessories. Their best-selling fingerless gloves come in a large variety of colours to brighten or complement any outfit. The benefit of keeping your wrist covered throughout the day will help maintain warm, cosy fingers. Other accessories include neck warmers, loops, scarves, beanies and baby booties. All super soft and luxurious to the touch with great eco-credentials. Turtle doves. The perfect present this Christmas to keep your loved ones warm. It's really interesting that because, yes, for, for, for all the listeners out there, yes, um, I used to uh, teach radio at, at Bristol Ovic Theatre School where yes. Maddie um, uh, was was a student and I used to do a lot of the radio workshops and that was where I met Maddie. And, um, in fact, you were one of our entrants for the Carlton Hobbs I Award, was. which is a radio for... Um, uh, uh, awards uh, that happen every year and all the drama schools that can apply and um, Maddie was selected uh, out of uh, there were four of you uh, selected out of all the drama students uh, because she was basically a very good little radio actress this oh, is for sure uh, I but it. I do remember saying <laughs> yeah well and it was great I mean the great thing about when when you were selected for something like the Carlton Hobbs I mean in any drama school actually um, you get so much more uh, focus don't you on radio and so you have yeah. a lot more experience and a lot more opportunity to explore the microphone and we were lucky at Bristol because we have the old BBC radio studios as well there so that that's kind of all set up for it mm. um, but uh, yeah I mean I do remember at the time thinking mm, this girl's th- th- this girl's a bit clever but uh, yeah I do remember though often saying to the students when I was working with them because I was in the arches as well but uh, if you want to listen to radio actors with their different t- Techniques and being really good radio actors listen to the archers um, and sometimes they go what 
oh and I would say yeah because you've got a lot of actors there who've been in front of a microphone for years and years and years and years they've all got a slightly different technique um just listen with a technical ear rather than just listening to the story and see what they're doing how they're creating a three-dimensional character for you with their voice and they've all got a different technique and I still maintain that I think if you if, if you are a radio student tuning into the arches will teach you a huge amount about how to um, approach a microphone because we have a very relaxed style on the arches mm. which in a way you don't have with any other radio drama and I think that sort of helps you to just think about rhythms and attitudes as a radio actor and your relationship with with the microphone but uh but yes you were one of our star pupils um it has oh. to be said so I was so thrilled when I knew that you were coming into the arches I mean no money exchanged hands it was nothing to do with me at all as you say it's <laughs> Dave Payne because you've been working with him um and and I, I couldn't believe it when you rang and said listen I'm and I thought well that is justice you know talent is out I was just just so thrilled but of course you've done lots lots of other mm. things I mean you do audio of course um, um, as well but a lot of stage stuff and you've recently done Juliet you you played Juliet didn't you in Romeo I and Juliet did. Um, yes I did I played Juliet um which was again like another dream role for me I think I auditioned for drama school with a yeah I did with a with the Juliet speech I was always like I want to play that part and as the years went by I was like it's not going to happen for me but that's okay and then it did mm. um oh I loved it I loved it I would do it again because um, you played I'm, Desdemona De- Desdemona as well I think didn't you I did yes I right yeah yes yeah for the same company another mm. oh fantastic role I just I adore Shakespeare I love Shakespeare and uh yeah to have the opportunity to do it and the great thing about Stafford is it's all outdoor mm. so you're there's nothing better than speaking that language and talking about the elements in the elements. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, you're saying, oh, you know, the night is coming in and or talking about the wind and and it is, it's there. But then equally mm. as funny when, you know, you're talking about the sun and it's raining. That happened yes. a lot of times. Um, but that's great because you're there with the audience and you're both sharing this joke mm. that it's clear yes. you're saying one thing and it's another. And I just love that so much. Yeah, it's and it, it's interesting. I mean, you know, both Desdemona and both Juliet couldn't be more different from Chelsea, of course, could oh, they? So in, in character, you know. I mean, that was the one of the things I remember so well about you as well at drama school. Your versatility—you are terrifically versatile. Oh, but, but how did you know doing open air? It's a long time since I've done open air. But how how does that affect you vocally? How did you have to look Ooh. after your voice and so on? Yeah, so it's very important to look after your voice. Uh, we were very lucky in that we did have microphones <clears throat> because it was a very big set, very big set and quite a large audience. Uh, mm. And we were on top of a hill. Uh, so we had microphones, but you still had to, everything had to be loud and big and bold mm. and mm. very articulated, very muscular, uh, mm. which is just such good training and practice. Mm. I'm a firm mm. believer mm. that even if you've been in the industry for however long, you're still training and you're still mm. working and learning. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it's, it is very tough vocally. And I actually remember I was recording the arches and doing that. And I was like, I was swearing those episodes, my Chelsea voice was probably a little bit deeper than it probably is normally. Um, 
but that's and, and, and really and technically going with the sublime to the ridiculous because of course you're having to sort of be very big vocally aren't you when you're in Stafford and then huge yeah. down to a microphone where you can use very little voice I mean, it's you know it's it's uh it, it's it's quite interesting that the different techniques that you 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 acquire but of course the other thing that you did um you played Sophie didn't you in Mamma Mia in, in the West End for a while now how did that one come about well I was I was first cover Sophie so um well that one came about uh so I I went and did a master's at the Royal Academy of Music in musical oh, theatre okay. uh, that was a few years after I left Bristol uh, I just felt like I was itching to learn more about singing. Um, it's mm. something I'd always done, but I felt kind of a bit green um, with it and I wanted to focus on it for a bit. So I was like, right, okay, I'm going to see if I can get onto this course and study there. And there was a showcase and then I was invited into audition for Mamma Mia, mm. which oh, blew my mind. I just never thought <laughs> I would be in something like that. Um, and... Uh, I was also actually told that that wasn't the kind of thing that people really saw me doing, which I love because I love proving people wrong. Yes. Um, so yeah. And then I did the audition on the, it was really quick. I did the audition on the Thursday, Friday, and then was offered on the Friday and started on the Monday. Wow. It was wow. a really quick turnover. Uh, either someone must have dropped out or they uh, couldn't find someone. I'm like, mm. yeah, so there was a vacancy and they took me. And yeah, so I played first cover Sophie. So that means when the, the role of Sophie was played by a beautiful actress called Georgina Castle, she mm. had the role. And then when she was either poorly or on holiday, then I would step in mm. and play the role. And um, yeah, I had lots of opportunities to do that. And Oh, it was just wonderful. And and Janie asks, this is if she was here, she'd be asking this. She says, mm-hmm. How was it to go on in such a big part? <gasps> First time. Scary. No, <laughs> it was um it, it was quite overwhelming because it's always another I have lots of dreams. <laughs> it always been a dream mm. of mine to to play a lead in the West End. Mm. Uh and it was happening. Um how much notice were you given, Maddie? I mean, was it one of those things like, you know, you were you were at the theatre at the half and she couldn't sing? Or did you have plenty of notice before um, you actually went on? It depends. Time? It depends. Like some sometimes I knew because it was holiday and it was booked, so I knew in advance that's when right. I would be on. But sometimes there would be right. last minute things. But you kind of have if you're a cover or you play the role, you kind of can have an agreement where you tell them when you know. And right. um or, or there was once when I had to go on halfway through the show. So I had to end the second half. <laughs> Just, you know, she'd done all of that work and then something oh, happened. No. And then I had to go oh, on and finish it. And I remember oh, wow. it being, yeah, I yeah. So it was, you can literally be thrown on and they were quickly right. doing my hair and quickly going to get my costume out the cupboard and had to swap. Because when I wasn't covering I was in the ensemble dancing believe it or not I do believe <laughs> it I, I do oh, no I'm not a confident <laughs> dancer but I had to pretend to be um uh, I've seen show. you in pantomime I know you're a good dancer anyway <laughs> uh, continuing on okay. um, gosh that was confident. very late <laughs> but that was yeah. really late then wasn't it but it happens mm. it happens mm. all the time in these shows these shows are like running a marathon mm. they are mm wonderful but 
it's a lot and you really have to look after yourself uh, yeah. but that's why we have covers and understudies mm-hmm. and stuff that that yeah they're amazing because a lot of the time mm-hmm. they have no notice and have to jump on and because I don't know about you how you prepare for for what role you're playing but I know when I know mm-hmm. I'm playing the main you know a, a bigger mm-hmm. part my mm-hmm. getting ready and psyching myself up for the show is different when I'm not so I don't know how what, about yeah. you and how yeah. your process is but yeah yeah, yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. I mean, you, you do. I, I guess the thing is, Maddie, when you're in that sort of situation, like, you know, she's done three quarters of the show and suddenly they say you're on. In a way, you don't have time to think, do you? You know, you don't have time to panic. You don't have time. You just have to sort of just get on with it, don't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you do. Just have to put the blinkers on and just go, right, okay. Would you like to do more, more musicals? Would you like to do more of those I mean, big kind I of musicals? Say no. Uh, no, I mean, oh, thing is, I'll I, any opportunity <laughs> to do anything. Um, no, I I yeah. do I do love it. I love it. It's hard work and it's tough on your voice mm. and vocally because you really mm. have to look after yourself. But mm. I love. It's another form of telling a story, and mm. I love music. I love music. So mm. if I can incorporate some songs and some music somehow mm. into the telling of a story. Bring it. Well, that, I love listen, it. well, maybe, maybe, maybe Chelsea. Maybe that's a sideline. Maybe that's going to be a sideline for Chelsea. You, you, you <gasps> never know. She could be busking about somewhere. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That will be into the X Factor. Well, that doesn't <laughs> run know. anymore, does but, it? But one thing that I always wanted to ask you was um, because I know that your mum is French and your dad is English, <gasps> and so I guess, and, and Janie wanted to know this as well. Um, <laughs> so obviously, it was a bi- you're bilingual, and we wanted what it was like at home when you were growing up. I mean, you know, did you sort of speak in French at home, and then when you went outside, speak English? Or, or how did it work? Pretty much, you hit the nail on the head there. Really? Um, yeah. Well, so now I would say, sadly, I'm probably not bilingual completely. I'm definitely fluent, but mm. I'm very rusty in some areas because I just don't speak it as much, which is terrible. Um, but there's just not the opportunity. But mm. I remember when I was a kid, yeah, so it was very much when we were young, my mum was like, you speak French at home. And then you speak English everywhere else, but you will speak French at home. And I remember going to two different schools at one point. So I'd go to an English school and then a couple of nights a week or maybe more, I'd go to a French school. So it was like both. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So I forget that that is a big part of my identity, actually. Um, Yes, 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 it is. And then do do you, one question I wanted to ask do you what do you think in do you think in French or English or both I (laughs) wish I could say I thought in French but I don't I I think now I definitely think in English I think maybe when I was younger when I was perhaps when I was speaking French I think in French and when I was speaking English I think in English Mm. I can't really remember. No, it's just, it's just an interesting one, isn't it? I, I do remember yeah. many, 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 many years ago now being in Switzerland. And I remember yeah. um, that I was on a train and there were a couple of very young children and they were obviously um, bilingual, you know, English and French. Um, and there was a sentence was constructed from both England, English and French. I'll yes. never forget that. It was a split sen- sentence. So part of it would start in French, the other would... And I was absolutely fascinated because that's what made me think, gosh, what's their brain doing here? What are they thinking in? It was really fascinating. Did you do the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. And my friends Mm. at the time, we went on this trip to France uh, when I was in year seven. So I was, what, 12. And uh, I remember phoning home and I was like, uh, ce soir on a mangé chicken and chips. And my friends were like, (laughs) 
what are you doing? Because it, it is, it's like, it is, it's split sentences. It's brilliant. It is, it's I totally understand brilliant. that. Yeah, it's just great. It's just, 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 just brilliant. Oh, dear. Right. Now, moving on, something slightly <laughs> different, because mm-hmm. um, the other thing that, that you're doing uh, at the minute is you're going to be a judge on Radio 4's All in the Mind, aren't you, for, uh, this is Radio 4, for the awards in 2013. Can, can you tell us uh, about the awards, uh, Maddie? And I then would, also yeah. tell us how you came to be involved. Mm. I would love to tell you about yeah. this, because it is just yeah. so wonderful. So All in the Mind, I hope I'm saying this right, um, All in the Mind is a, a programme on Radio 4. It's usually on a Tuesday evening at 9pm and I think repeated on a Wednesday. And it's presented by the incredible uh, Claudia Hammond. Mm. Uh, and it's a programme about mental health. Mm. I love this programme so much because it, it interviews sort of people in science people who work in psychology all about all the different topics um and mental health is so important and it's so important to talk about it um mm. and this program does do that and explores some very difficult things and things that affect our everyday lives uh and Part of the program is that every year they will present the All in the Mind Awards, which Mm. is where you can nominate either, there's three categories. So there's an individual category, a professional category, and then a group or project category where you can nominate someone who has helped you at a moment with your mental health or supported you throughout a difficult time. And this is just such a wonderful opportunity. because, yeah, just to sort of, yeah, talk about these things and to to celebrate, to celebrate mm. kindness. I think that mm. that's the main message. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so how, what the, 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 the listeners need to know is how did you become involved in this in the first place? Why were you asked to be a judge? <laughs> well, <laughs> Come on, I don't, don't, don't hide, hide your light behind a bushel. Tell us, oh, tell no. us. Well, first of all, through the arches, um, <laughs> but also because... I was nominated in Mm. 2018 Mm. uh, by a friend of mine. I'm only Mm. being a bit sheepish about it because, and I know apparently everyone says this, but I really, really don't feel like I did anything. But uh, I was so lucky to have been, yeah, uh, nominated by my wonderful best friend in the world, Steph. Mm. Uh, And... Mm. Yeah, and, and why, and why, why did she? Why did she nominate? <laughs> what was it that you were doing? What was it that you were giving to her that meant so much to her? Because uh, I think that's useful for just because you mentioned kindness just then, and I think yeah. you know it's good for us to share maybe what what how we can help other people. So what was it that you did? Well, I think this is what I learned from the whole experience is that anything we can do to help other people is is great. And sometimes mm. it's the smallest little things that you don't even think are helping mm. are the things that help. So for me and Steph, and I have to say, she does the same for me. So it's definitely mm. not one way, um, mm. is just checking in, just a little text or a phone call or a visit just to say, hey, how are you doing? Are you all right? Or not even that. It doesn't have to even be like a searching thing. Um, but just to know that, they're being thought about. And I know that I've been on the other end of it too, where people mm. have checked in with me and I've gone, oh, someone, someone cares. Mm. Um, so it, it, it's from that angle. And I think that it's important to remember 
when someone pops into your head and you're like, oh, I wonder how they are. And I do this all the time and go, oh, I'll text them later. I'll text them another time when I'm free. And then obviously that time never comes because life is busy. Just stop and take the moment to just write them a message. Just, just, or, you know, go and see them if, if you can. Um, but it can be the littlest thing. And I've, I, I'm really grateful to that opportunity because I've learned that. And now I really try and live my life like that mm. yeah. and did, did with with your lovely friend Steph I mean were you mindful that maybe that she was going through tough times or or was it just that you felt no I've got it I, I just need to keep checking in with her were you mindful that, that she had issues um I knew that I knew that she was going th- through uh difficult mm. times with an event so big how can you not um but uh, mm. so basically her father was killed by a drunk driver in a car in a car accident that she was in the car oh, and her sisters were oh, as well. Um, oh, but they survived oh, and he passed away. Um, right. So how do you ever get over that? You, yeah. you, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose, yeah. I mean, first of all, I want I wanted to mm. get in touch with her. So I, I wanted mm. to talk to her. Um, mm. And even if I didn't hear back from her. It doesn't, it didn't matter. I just wanted to know we were connected. Mm. I think mm. it's mm. so important, mm. human connection, especially, I mean, with everything that everyone's gone through. I mean, who, mm. you know, mm. I think it's so important. Mm. Uh, and mm. then it's just patience. It's checking in. It's checking in. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. And it's checking in, as you, as you say, isn't it? I mean, you know, next door neighbor or maybe somebody who lives on their own. I mean, just, just that thing of thinking, or oh, just, just check in, just say hello, or just pop through something through the letterbox. And you, you don't know how much that could mean and change the day for that person. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just being mindful, isn't it? And men, mental health now is, is, well, it's always been so important, but I think it's really coming to the forefront so much more. And I mm. think this is why the All in the Mind Awards are absolutely fantastic and, 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 and well done you. And also that's, that whatever you did for Steph, which was just checking in with her all the time, even if she couldn't say to you, oh, this is great at the time, she might've done, I don't know, but thanks Maddie. It, it was really having a positive effect. So for us, um, you know, as friends, even if we think we're not getting feedback from someone, you don't know the good that you're actually doing because they may not be in a space where they can say to you at that time, thank you very much, because they may be, you know, s- somewhere else. Um, and, and that's really important, isn't it? That's such um, a good point. So, yeah. well, that, you know, you, you just don't know. But 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 well done you. And that is one of the reasons, of course, why you are the, uh, you know, a judge, uh, which, which is, is just great. Now, um, we're almost near the end of this lovely chat. It's been so lovely. I can't oh, that's tell you. flown by. One last question, which is, I know it has. I know, no. you don't know what it has. Um, one last question, which, as you know, we always ask our guests is, um, oh, yes. and you're very young anyway, but you said, no, g- let's go with this, Sonny. What yes. would you say, Maddie, to your younger self? I would say, <laughs> well, I actually got two things. And, and right. of course, I haven't worked these out yet. I, st- I don't practice what I preach, um, <laughs> but I strive to in the future. Mm. Um, but I, I've got two things. I think they're probably mm. the same, really, but... Mm. I think it's like, be yourself at who you want to be, not what other people tell you you should be, mm-hmm. I think is a big one I would want to tell mm-hmm. my younger self. And also don't let fear of failure stop mm-hmm. you from 
growing like and nothing things don't have to be perfect all the time because mm. I am such a perfectionist to mm. my detriment a lot of the time nothing mm. is ever good enough and I mm. think that if you stop thinking like that and you're prepared to make the mistakes it opens up a whole world of wonderful <laughs> so mm. those are my things I think mm. No, I think that's that, that's great. And I think we can all relate to that. It's sort of like feel the fear and do it anyway, isn't it? Don't let that fear stop you mm. from from having from having a go and 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 doing stuff. Um yeah, I think we can all all relate to that because because if you don't, you know, if you're backward and coming forward, you're always going to stay to the same spot, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? So exactly. you've just got to to, to to challenge yourself. Um, take risks. Great. Take risks, take risks, because you never know, even if it feels so scary and you feel you're going to drop off a precipice, it's better to take that step because you just never know where it will lead to. And sometimes you fail in things, but oftentimes you don't and it can lead to other experiences. Well, yeah, failures are gains in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. I'm going to write that one down. Failures (laughs) are gains in themselves. That's my girl. That's a Maddie special. That's a Maddie special. That's going down in my diary, love. Going to the top of every page. Thank you so much, Maddie. I can't tell you what a pleasure it has been for me personally today. Um, because, uh, as I say, you know, when you're a radio tutor or a tutor of any kind and you spot someone who's got immense talent, you just keep your fingers crossed that the universe is going to be kind to them and are going to allow them to shine. And, and that is what has happened uh, with oh. you. And it's been such a joy to share a microphone professionally, I tell you, uh, with you. It really, really has. And, and, and let's hope that... Um, there are going to be many more wonderful, which there will be storylines for for Chelsea, and I look so forward to watching her develop um, over the years. Um, and maybe Maddie, you might come back and see Janie and I when you have done the judging for the winners uh, of All in the Mind next year, and come and chat to us about those particular winners. And, and that way, that Janie will get to meet you, and you'll get to meet Janie, and she will be so so thrilled. I can't tell you. I. Uh, but thank you so to. much for being on the podcast today. Would you? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I'd love please, to. Please, please. Do. all right lots oh, of love thank and you, see you so soon. much for Take having care. me oh it's been lovely and 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 look all you lovely listeners out there um if you want uh, to nominate someone for the all in the mind awards for 2023 the closing date is the 31st of january 2023 you just go to all in the mind website and there you'll find more info about the awards and also an application but uh, last but not least I have to say get well soon dear Janie my chum I've missed you so much today I can't tell you and all of you lovely listeners out there please go very well bye thanks for listening to our one stiletto in the grave podcast if you'd like to see behind the scenes clips and bonus content please visit our Facebook page one stiletto in the grave podcast and if you'd like to ask any questions follow us on Twitter at one stiletto 65. This podcast is produced by Raggedy House Productions and the music composed by Tom Smith. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>